Welcome to this edition of the Farmer's Voice. I'm Alan Watts with Kentucky Farm Bureau. On today's show, we visit with Ray Bowman, who is from Franklin County. Ray, tell us about your farming operation. We have a, a small farm here in uh, northern Franklin County. Uh, beef cattle primarily. I do keep some bees and uh, do a few other little things, but uh, it's uh, just a, a nice little small operation and um, I'm an old guy, so it's it's plenty for me to piddle around with. Tell me a little bit about the scope of your operation. How, how many cattle do you guys have? And uh, and we can talk. I want to talk about bees in a minute too. Okay. Well, we've just sold down uh, quite a bit for the winter because um, hay has been really hard to come by this year. Uh, it was a early on. It was a really bad year, uh, and we were able to put up to get us through but uh it was time to to pull some cows out and, and sell down so we're uh we're really pretty small over the uh over the winter and uh build back up next summer if it uh, if it looks good and the prices are you know anywhere near acceptable traditional cow calf operation or what yeah cow calf what what breeds were good for you on the farm there well we're Primarily concentrating on Sam Angus right now, and uh, we'll probably put um, a fairly high-grade um, Angus bull in there uh, to take us from here on out. We just got uh, we had a, a good young Angus bull, but he wasn't quite what we wanted, and so um, he was on the load that uh, left here not too long ago. <laughs> That's one way to take care of the problem, huh? <laughs> well, you know, he might he might. Worked out better for somebody else, but right, he wasn't right. doing very good here. Right, exactly. Tell me about the beekeeping. That's always an interesting profession. Tell me about that. What do you guys do with beekeeping? Well, I am reasonably new to it, uh, and and I I shouldn't even call me call myself a beekeeper yet. I should call myself a student. Um, we've uh, tried it now. I've tried it for two years, and this year we had considerable success. We. Uh, we we turned out some pretty nice honey. Um, anxious to see how the winter goes and how this hive holds up over the winter. Uh, we've been doing some feeding and uh, we're trying to try to take care of them and kind of nurse them through the winter. But it's a it's a learning experience, and I'm I'm a lifelong learner anyway. I I always enjoy getting into something new and learning as much as I can about it and with uh with beekeeping it's uh, there there's been quite a bit to learn and there's still a lot more to learn but uh you know it's something that i can it really um intellectually stimulates you it occupies your mind trying to uh to to figure out the best way to handle it and of course there's so many people with so many different views and you've got to kind of sort it out and say well i think this one's going to be the one that works for me I like that. That's something that we, we want to try on our, at our house next year, maybe, and uh, try some of that. I think it's pretty interesting to see. What about your history in farming? Did you Are you a first-time farmer, or your family been farming a long time, or what, Mr. Bowen? My father was uh, a, uh, actually, we'll call him the son of a farmer, and uh, he had a pretty rough go of it, and so... By the time he was in the fourth or fifth grade, his father had removed him from school and had him working in the fields and so forth. And uh, when I came along, uh, he kind of 
he 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 was a little bit soured on farming. He didn't really want me to have uh, any part in it. He still enjoyed it. He still put out a big garden and and helped my uncle with his farm. Uh, they did uh, some cattle and and hogs, and um, so he kept his hand in it. But he didn't really encourage me to do it. And um, I guess I just kind of went my own direction and ended up going off to to school and. Uh, uh, went to study wildlife biology. That didn't work out very well. Uh, takes a pretty sharp fellow to do that. And uh, I just didn't have it. And uh, switched over to uh, journalism and to broadcasting. And uh, that seemed to be a better fit for me. And so when I came out, and, you know, I'd grown up uh, watching people like uh, Cronkite and Chet Huntley and David Brinkley and really the icons in the business, even as far back as listening to uh, Edward R. Murrow. I heard just a little bit of Murrow on the tail end of his career. And, um, you know, these people influenced me a great deal. And uh, I wanted to I wanted to do something like that. And so I came out of uh, college with a journalism degree and a, and a degree in broadcasting and went out and uh, tried to see what I, I could, uh, could do. And um, I... I'm fortunate in that um, I managed to uh, create a pretty good career uh, doing what I was trained to do. A lot of people come out of out of school with a degree and go in a totally different direction, but I stayed with broadcasting and with journalism for uh, a considerable time and retired from that. But before I did, I thought, you know, I, I'd, I'd stayed away from farming and actually had not been actively engaged in anything in rural life since I was a kid. I grew up in, in the country, but um, when I went away to college, I kind of put all that behind me. And I started I started feeling a, a draw, you know, to pulling me back to it. And so I decided to start looking around, and um, I had uh, some friends help me find a piece of land and uh, get back and get started. And I was fortunate enough to have some really good mentors, and we're talking 25, 30 years ago um, when when all this happened. But I had some tremendous mentors at the time um, who were willing to um, to share with me their wisdom. And their wisdom a lot of times was saying, well, you know, you can do it like that if you want to. But if it was me, you know, uh, you learn a lot from folks like that. Um, so as I kind of edged back into it, I still don't consider – Really, I don't consider myself that great a farmer. Um, I have a farm, and we're engaged in some activities. But um, there are a lot of guys out there who are really doing it well. And I'd like to be one of those guys who are really doing it well. But I'm just, you know, maybe because I haven't spent my entire life on the farm. Um, and I don't have the background that they have. But uh, I really admire those guys that are out there that are, that are making a living. Uh, doing what they want to do, and um, and 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 feed the country all at the same time. <laughs> what do you do in in Franklin County? How are you involved locally? I know Farm Bureau, obviously. Tell me about your involvement in Farm Bureau and other organizations there at home. Well, the um, I, I started. I got interested in Farm Bureau after uh, because I was I was doing some freelance work uh, for. Uh, I was writing for uh, farmland, farmland Publications, Farmer's Pride, 
and uh, a couple of other publications that did some work with uh, uh, the, the beef cattle folks and, and some other things. Um, and I was doing um, a um, an internet radio show on agriculture, and uh, the at the time, the president of Franklin County Farm Bureau uh, put my name in for an award that Kentucky Farm Bureau puts out every year uh, for uh, a, a for a journalist, basically. And uh, I won it, and uh, that began my association uh, with Farm Bureau, which has been a tremendous association. It's uh, an organization that when I of course, I had Farm Bureau insurance before, but I didn't really know that much about the organization. When I got involved in it, I found out that these are these are my folks. They're just some wonderful people involved uh, in Kentucky Farm Bureau, and it's a great organization to be a part of. And so uh, I was approached about uh, joining the uh, um, the uh, the committee here in Frankfurt, um, the board of directors for. Franklin County Farm Bureau, and uh, so I, I I agreed to do that. And about all oh, about two or three years later, the president stepped down, and I got a phone call and said, "Would you consider being you know, serving as president of uh, Franklin County Farm Bureau?" And um, I, I had to think about it for a little while, but. Uh, they didn't give me much time to think because it was about three days from the election, uh, and. Uh, so I decided, yeah, I'll give it a shot. And so um, I called him back and said, well, I'll try it. And the following, that was on a Friday. And on the following Tuesday night, they swore me in as, a, uh, as president of uh, Franklin County Farm Bureau. And um, I've been serving now about three years. It's been uh, an honor and a blessing uh, to be a part of the Farm Bureau family. And it is a family. Uh, wonderful folks uh, that share a lot of my same values uh, of uh, faith, family, and farming, and uh, so it's 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 really exciting to be a part of that. What are some of your big challenges that you see on the farm, Mr. Roman? Oh, my challenges are not as big as some others. Uh, there's, and, and this is something that we've been dealing with a little bit here in Franklin County. Um, Farmland is disappearing at an alarming rate. Uh, today's farmers do so much more with so much less. I mean, they they are able to produce a tremendous amount more than than say when even when I started at doing this. Um, you know, things are so much better now than they were. So perhaps there's not as much land necessary, but at the same time, it's difficult to see really prime farmland being gobbled up by um, uh, interests who want to turn it into um, uh, housing tracts, real estate, um, uh, industrial sites, that sort of thing. Um, and so we're seeing some just really, really prime farmland disappearing, and that is extremely troubling. And I think that somewhere along the line, there's a nice way to strike a balance. Um, we just haven't found it yet, but there's a nice way to strike a balance so that we can continue to keep that good farmland in operation, and maybe some of the more marginal land um, can be used for 
some of the other practices that, uh, you know, people always want the best land that they could possibly have. But um, I think that they're, they're somewhere in there we've got to find a way to balance it out so that we can keep that good farmland in, in, in working. Well, the public is sometimes as much as three to four generations removed from farming, so they don't really understand where their food comes from. And getting that message across to them um, is a bit of a challenge, especially since there are special interest groups who don't want that message to be heard. They want you to believe that um, that cows are the principal cause of uh, global warming. They want you to believe that uh, uh, farmers are trying to kill you by the way they're uh, raising their crops. Um, the different uh, practices that, that that have been proven successful, but still have been a stigma has been attached to them, um, so that people who don't really understand are hearing a message uh, that scares them, uh, and and they they latch on to that message, and they uh, um, you know they 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 demonstrate that at the checkout counter, so to speak. And so it's a little bit tough sometimes uh, to get the message across that, hey, we're out here every day uh, trying to raise uh, good, healthy, quality food uh, for you and your family. We're not trying to kill you. Uh, and that's a, It sounds silly, but that's a message that we're, that, that we're having to sell. So we've got plenty of challenges. Um, you know, that's just a couple of them. What on the other side of things? You said you know you got into farming obviously at a young age and had a career and got back into farming later. What do you enjoy about agriculture and farming, Mister Bowman? What do you like about it? Well, I'm, the main thing I like about it is just being out. I've always been um, I've, I've always been drawn to the outdoors, uh, even though as a child I had a number of allergies that prevented me from engaging in it very much, but I was always trying to be, um, uh, I loved fishing, I loved hunting, uh, I loved being uh, in the outdoors. And there's no other job other than the wildlife biology I was talking about earlier. There's no other job I can think of that gets you closer to nature than farming does. And there's such a partnership there between the farmer and the land. Um, and that's another thing that people don't understand. The farmers were the, were the original environmentalists. Uh, if we don't t- take care of the land, it doesn't take care of us. So, you know, so that, you know, that's what draws me to it is uh, um, being a good steward, taking care of the land, taking care of the livestock, taking care of, uh, of crops that we have at the plant. Um, taking care of uh, the diversity that we have around us. Uh, I plant lots of uh, food plots and things like that for deer and turkey. And, um, you know, those things, that's exciting to me uh, to see it work, you know, to see um, that partnership between uh, the farmer and, and the land, to see it working, to be a part of it. Our guest on today's Farmer's Voice program, Ray Bowman from Franklin County. I'm Al Watts for Kentucky Farm Bureau.